God is with us indeed. You may be seated in his presence. Yes, thank you for joining us once again on today's service. Viewers all over the world, remember distance is not a barrier. We know you are there. On behalf of my father and the Lord Prophet TV Joshua, we welcome you all once again to today's Sunday Live service in Jesus' name. Yes. We do not know what the future holds for us, but Jesus knows, and that is why we are here today. We do not know how to satisfy the needs of our lives, but Jesus knows, and that is why we are here today. Remember, God Almighty does nothing without his word. Before I go on, my name is Olamide, and I'm an evangelist in training under my father in the Lord, Prophet C.B. Joshua. I thank God Almighty for that wonderful grace. Now I'm going to take you through the word of faith, because I know you are here by faith. And you will definitely receive by faith. Amen. Amen. Yesterday, many proclaim Jesus is Lord. Jesus is my Savior. He reigns in power for me. He died for me. But the fact remains that many proclaim Christianity, but they are not such in heart. The Bible says that the confession of the mouth alone, without the power of it in the heart, is a mockery to the very fundamental article of Christian faith. Are you a Christian? Are you a pastor, a bishop, a reverend? What are you? One can be a Christian by confession, but not such in heart. But the Bible, however, made us to understand that it is not just enough to profess Christianity. We must run the race well by giving all to that profession. Man today oftentimes makes a mistaken judgment of character. But the Lord values the holy faith hidden in the heart beyond human perception. For when you come to God, He is not interested in your outward appearance or your skills 
but he looks at your faith because that is what makes you one with him today when we are looking for a leader we are tempted to look only on the external we fail to realize that human point of view is limited but God's point of view is unlimited and it sees beyond you need to discover your roots in God because a man of faith is not satisfied by the world but he looks beyond it and this will bring me to my message for you today look within you tell your neighbor look within you look within you remember a new dream has come this year and for you to have that new dream you need to look within you amen our proof text shall be taken from the book of first samuel chapter 16 and we shall take verse 7. remember first samuel is in the old testament and it's immediately after the book of ruth and also before the book of second samuel and first king first samuel 16 and we shall take verse 7. are you there yes it says but the lord said to samuel do not look at his appearance or at his physical statue because i have rejected him for the lord does not see as man sees for man looks at the outward appearance but the lord looks at the heart amen the lord looks at the heart tell your neighbor look within you look within you if you have not asked god to get you past appearance to the heart you have not looked deep enough because packaging is deceptive and patience is the power that forces deception to reveal itself true christianity lies in the purity of the heart are you such in heart righteousness is a gift of god and it is not only for those who confess but also for those who believe because self-righteousness boasts in itself while the righteousness of God boasts in the finished work of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ God chooses grace rather than works we are what we are today by his grace this means that the very foundation of receiving answers to our prayer 
is based on the fact that Jesus Christ died for you and I to provide all that we need by faith. He has provided everything. All you need to do is believe. Only believe. That is the great gospel duty. Only believe. Jesus Christ has come to make all things new in your home, in your life, in your career, in your destiny. He has come to make all things new. But remember, what is new is not on the outside, but on the inside. For we are made in our hearts to be like Jesus Christ. Remember, conversion is once in a lifetime, but Christ's likeness is forever. So the question now is who is a Christian? The Bible says that a Christian is one whose life comes from Christ Jesus. This means that if you genuinely receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, you have the very presence of Him in your heart through the Holy Spirit. Thus, a new goal, a new purpose, a new year. These are the results. Now we have entered a new year. Remember, we make the year new by the way we live it. And there's nothing new in the year if you do not change your ways and live in tune with God's word. Because God's word reflects his character. God's word reflects his character. But there is a process. There is a process. God's word is the divine seed of life that enters your heart and causes faith to grow. Yes. Faith deals solely and exclusively on two realities. God and his word. His word takes the place of the unseen Christ that dwells in you. At this point, we shall talk about the process of believing. And we shall turn our Bible to the book of Luke. Luke chapter 8, and we shall take it from verse 4 to 15. It's all about the parable of the sower. Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 8, sorry. I will take it from verse 4 to... 16. Now, 
the parable of the sower. And when a great multitude had gathered, and they had come to him from every city, Jesus spoke by a parable. A sower went out to sow his seed, and as he sowed, some fell by the wayside, and it was trampled, and the birds of the air devoured it. Some fell on the rocks, and as soon as it sprang up, it withered away because it lacked moisture. And some fell among thorns, and the thorns sprang up with it and choked it. But others fell on good ground, sprang up, and yielded a crop a hundredfold. When he had said this, he cried. That was Jesus. He who has ears to hear, let him hear. Then his disciples asked him, saying, What does this parable mean? And Jesus said to them, To you it has been given to know the mysteries of the kingdom of God, but to the rest it is given in parables that seeing they may not see, and hearing they may not understand. Now the parable is this. The seed is the word of God. Those by the wayside are the ones who hear. Then the devil comes and takes away the word out of their hearts, lest they should believe and be saved. Verse 13, but the ones on the rock are those who, when they hear, receive the word with joy, and these have no root. Who believe for a while, and in time of temptation, fall away. Verse 14, now the ones that fell among thorns are those who when they have heard go out and are choked with cares riches and pleasures of life and bring no fruit to maturity now the last verse but the ones that fell on good ground are those who having heard the word with a noble and good heart Keep it and bear fruit with patience. Amen. That is the parable of the sower. It has a lot of meaning. You see, the first ingredient in scriptural faith is knowledge. No man can believe what he does not understand. That is why God's miracles are recorded in the Bible. And the man who receives them 
is the one that believes them and confesses them in his life. You see, when we are preaching, as I am preaching to you today, by his grace, we are planting seed, which are light to different hearts. My father in the Lord, Prophet T.B. Joshua, made me to understand that in a congregation as this, we can identify five groups of people in a congregation as this. We can identify five groups of people. And at this point in time, I will need five volunteers. I will need five volunteers. Yes, sir. You can come forward. Yes, sir. I will need five volunteers. We have three, and we have four, and we have five. Thank you. Okay. So, yes, we have five volunteers here. Now you can just stand in a line. Yes, thank you. Yes. And we have some placards here for you. Now you can just hold them as they are being handed over to you. Don't turn them around, just hold them. Now, you may not belong to this group, but for the glory of God, you want to represent this group now. Because I know by the time you turn around and you see your placards, you'll be like, no, 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 I don't belong to this group. <laughs> but for the glory of God, they want to represent this group. Now, we have five different groups that we can identify in any congregation. Now, number one group. Yes, sir. Can you turn your... Yes. That is it. We have the never-believing group. They are here in the congregation today. They are the never-believing group. These are the group of people that no matter what you preach to them, they will never believe. They are here in the congregation for material, classic reasons other than salvation. They are here to make business connections. They are here to look for political commitments. They're here to look for women. They're here to look for men. Yes, we have them in the congregation today. No matter what you say to them, no matter what you preach to them, they can never believe. Because their aim is different. And that is the never-believing group. Now we have the second group. Yes, sir. Can you turn it around? We have the slow-to-believe group. The slow-to-believe group. These are the people 
that need constant and repeated hearing. Remember the Bible says, faith cometh by hearing. They need constant and repeated hearing because they are slow to believe. When you get back home, you can take your time to read the book of Luke, chapter 24, when you start reading from verse 13 to 27, to give you an insight into what we are saying. When Jesus, after he was crucified, two of his disciples that were walking along the way, they were talking amongst themselves, lamenting, in a state of worry. And Jesus Christ came up to them along the way. He didn't reveal himself to them, but rather walked along with them. And it was like, what are you discussing? What are you saying? And the two disciples were lamenting. Oh, haven't you heard what is in town right now? Jesus Christ, the Son of God, he came. He said he's the chosen one. But see what happened. He has been crucified. We thought he would be the savior of the world. We thought he would be the redeemer of Israel. But see what has happened. He has been crucified. And even a few days ago, Mary came and said they went to his tomb and they could not find his body. We thought, we thought, we thought they were lamenting. And later on, along the way, Jesus Christ revealed himself to them. And he told them, you foolish ones, how slow you are to believe. Have I not said this? Have I not said that to you? He told them. And the Bible said, he now began again to take them through the gospel again. Right from the book of Moses, through the book of Isaiah, telling them again what the scripture says. Yes, we have those kind of people in the congregation today. The slow to believe group of people. Now we have the third group, which are the ready to believe group. They are ready to believe anything. They do not examine anything in the light of God's word, but they are ready to take what they see. They are ready to take what they hear, what people tell them, what circumstances look like. They do not examine things in the light of God's word. And the Bible says that these kind of people easily fall back because they lack the necessary roots. If we consider man, on the basis of his speaking skills, we have not looked deep enough. These are the ready-to-believe group. Many people here today. I will not come to the synagogue church of all nations. Prophet T.B. Joshua is not a man of God. 
because they told you this and that out there. You fail to examine things in the light of God's word. But you are here today. Glory be to God. They are the group of people that do not examine things in the light of God's word. They are easily influenced by what they see, what they hear, what their circumstances look like. These are the ready-to-believe group. Now we have the third group. Let's see what you have, sir. I mean the fourth group. Now these are the until I see it group. Until I see it. These are the people with a scientific frame of mind. They need to see before they believe. They are the doubting Thomases. The doubting Thomases in our midst. They need to see before they believe. The world says, you must see before you believe. But the Bible reverses that order. We do not see before we believe, but we believe first and then we see. Remember what Jesus told Thomas. When Thomas kept doubting, the other disciples said, yes, we have seen Jesus. He has risen. But Thomas said, no, I don't believe until I see him, until I see the hole in his hand, until I see the scar in his body before I will believe that he has truly resurrected. We have those kind of people in, in the midst today. The until I see it group. And Jesus said to Thomas, Blessed is he that believes without seeing. Now the last group of people Yes, sir, what do you have? And these are the ever-believing group of people. Yes, these are the people that examine everything in the light of God's word. Come what may, they remain a believer. They have an independent mind. They are directed by the Holy Spirit. They are not influenced by what they see, what they hear, where, what others tell them. They remain a believer at all times. Remember the centurion man in that book of Matthew, Matthew 8, when you start reading from verse 8 to 10, you take your time to read. He said, I am unworthy for you, O Lord, to come to my house to heal my servants. Just say the word, speak the word, and my servants will be healed. They are the ever-believing group of people. We have them in the congregation today. So, which group do you belong to? These are the five kinds of groups we can identify in the congregation today. 
ask yourself, which group do I belong to? Thank you very much, sir, for representing the groups. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. Although you may not belong to that group, but for the glory of God, you are representing the group. Thank you very much. You can have your altar fruits before you go back to your seats. Thank you very much. Yes, as their mind directs them, let them take what they want. <laughs> yes, thank you very much. Yes, ask yourself, which group do you belong to amongst all these groups? You see, your word reveals the kind of heart you possess. Your words reveals the kind of heart you possess. Because faith is a heart that believes in God. As the Bible says in the book of Romans 10. Now, how does faith come? How does faith come? We're talking about faith. Faith. How does it come? The Bible says by hearing, believing comes. Now you are no longer ignorant because you have the knowledge of the truth. By hearing, believing comes. Now by believing... Trusting is established. That is acceptance of the truth in the midst of your heart. That you accept someone does not mean you have accepted him. The fact that you know him, yes, you have accepted him. No. To know someone is one thing. And to accept someone is another thing. That you know someone does not mean you have accepted him. That you know someone as a pastor, that you have accepted him as a pastor, means that you have confidence in God's ability in his life. Likewise, if you have accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and personal Savior, it means you have confidence in his ability to heal you, to save you, to deliver you, to bless you. Now, by trusting, confidence is established. That is commitment to the truth. Now you are an agent of truth. It is when the word enters your heart that your spirit acts on it. Every time you act on the word, I mean God's word, something enters your heart. That increases your confidence. I mean your assurance. 
Remember, God's word refreshes your mind and his spirit renews your strength. This is the process of believing. This is the process of believing. This is your roots in God. Finally, positive thinking, positive talking, positive acting, that is the key. And how can this be established in one's life? The Bible says, when you begin to speak right, you are training yourself to think right. Because God's word refreshes our mind. Now when you begin to think right, you are training yourself to act right. You are training yourself to act right. For as the Bible says in the book of Joshua 1 verse 8, if you must speak, speak only words that are in accordance with God's word. Because when your heart and your mind, I mean your mouth, gets in accord with God's word, the blessings in God's word begin to be tapped. For it is definitely God's desire to bless you and I, to heal you and I, to save you and I. But you must first believe his word. Speak his word and obey his word. That is what the Bible says. Your life will always go to the level of your words. Because we measure our Christian life by the thoughts in our hearts. For the, your words expresses your thoughts, which are the seed of your life. So therefore, order your thoughts aright in accordance with God's word. As the Bible says in the book of John 15, take your time to read John 15:7. You must order your words aright. In accordance with God's word. Because your words must reflect your belief. Your thoughts must reflect your belief. Your action must reflect your belief. That is the secret of success. I mean that is the secret of faith. This means... When your heart and your mind are filled with God's word, you will begin to speak forth God's word. Remember, when I say your heart, I mean man's spirit. And when I say your mind, I mean your conscience. When your spirit is filled with God's word, and your conscience is on God's word, you will begin to speak forth God's word.
Thus, a new year comes. Remember, we make the year new by the way we live it. And living is all about the heart. So whatever challenges comes your way this new year, look beyond it. I mean, look within you. Because a new dream has come. A new dream of good health. A new dream of prosperity. A new dream of breakthrough. In Jesus' name. Happy New Year once again. May the Lord bless His words in your heart. In Jesus' name.